grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this day is Genesis 11, but I'd like to have you hear another reference about the land of Shinar from Zechariah chapter 5. It is actually the last reference in the Old Testament to Shinar. Then the angel who talked with me came forward and said to me, Lift your eyes and see what this is going out. And I said, What is it? And he said, This is the basket that is going out. He said, This is their iniquity in all the land. And behold, there was a leaden cover that was lifted, and there was a woman sitting in the basket. And he said, This is wickedness. And he thrust her back into the basket and thrust down the weight on its opening. Then I lifted up my eyes and saw, and behold, two women came forward, and the wind was in their wings, and they had the wings like the wings of a stork, and they lifted up the basket between the earth and the heaven. And I said to the angel who talked with me, Where are they taking the basket? And he said to me, To the land of Shinar, to build a house for it. And when this is prepared, they will set the basket down on its base. This is a part of our text. So tonight we continue our celebration of Pentecost. Now, Pentecost is the Old Testament festival where God's people would bring the first fruits of the harvest, the beginning of the harvest. And then after our Lord was ascended into heaven, that Pentecost became the day when tongues of fire sat on people's heads. I don't see any tonight. I hear the air conditioning going, but no really rustling wind, rustling wind like they heard back then. But we are celebrating because God the Father has accepted the sacrifice of his son, our brother, as the first fruits from the dead. And so the Holy Spirit came that first Pentecost after Jesus' ascension, and we celebrate because the Holy Spirit continues to go out by the word to create, heart, uh, to create faith in people's hearts, and by the Spirit, we have confidence in our own resurrection. The Spirit coming on that first Pentecost means that God himself is undoing Babel. That first Babel, people's language was confused so they couldn't understand each other. The second, or when the time when God goes ahead and undoes it, people understand in their own language the disciples giving out the word. You remember in Genesis chapter 1, on that sixth day it says, the earth was without form or void, and darkness was over the face of the earth, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. You see, it is by the Spirit that creation is given form and order and light, and is filled. God spoke, and it was by his word. Through that word, the universe came into being and the Holy Spirit preserved it. But after Adam and Eve sinned, 
and generations multiplied, the Lord finally said in Genesis chapter 6, My spirit will not contend with man forever, for he is mortal. His days will be 120 years. And 120 years later, God wiped out every human being from the earth except eight people. And the Lord was gracious to those four couples. You remember, Noah and his wife and the three sons and their wives. And he blessed them the same way he blessed that first husband and wife. He said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And yet their descendants rebelled when they found a plain in the land of Shinar. Instead of multiplying and filling the earth, what did they say? And do? Let us build a city for ourselves. God had given humanity such understanding and one language. You know how it goes. When spouses understand each other and agree to something, they can do great things. And when their children understand their parents and parents will willingly understand their children and they agree, they'd accomplish great things. What a great blessing it is. But for these people who refuse to multiply and fill the earth, they are building a monument to themselves, refusing God's blessing. We, too, in our own country, our state, our community, our homes, have been really blessed. We have been given technological advances and we have, more or less, one language. We are told, be all you can be. You can be anything you want in your life. You heard it in the high school speeches, right? And yet those two statements, what's missing? Did you hear anything referred to that points to the Lord and his blessings? There's no asking what he wants us to be. There's no recognition of being fruitful and multiplying and filling the earth. And so human beings are left to build for themselves a crumbling monument to themselves. How long will God contend with human beings? Now, the land of Shinar may be an obscure reference to you, but what it stands for is not obscure. Shinar is the results of humans' rebellion. Look at our own world. We have an education system that exceeds previous generations. How many higher, in, higher education institutions do we have in the state of North Dakota? 21. And yet, how many of them focus on the blessing of God? We have, we have technology to save an expecting mother's life, possibly even the child. I remember holding in my hand a child that extended from my fingers to the 
top of the palm of my hand. Baptizing that child. In fact, that child is living today, very vibrant. And yet thousands use this technology to abort their children for the sake of their career. China is where we make ourselves, our lives, anything more important than the Lord. And when we do, you look at us and say, what's the use of Christianity? Doesn't seem like those that are older than us use it. Why should it be for them? I used to think that pagans were some people in far-off lands, you know? Or at least in ancient times. But since the beginning of the year, I met two young adults who decided that they want to be pagans. And they came from strong LCMS families. What is going on? How long will God's Spirit contend with us? At Zechariah's time, many people had left Babylon. <laughs> Guess what? Babylon is in the ancient land of Shinar. They had come to the promised land and they had trouble rebuilding the temple and restoring the city of Jerusalem. Today, many congregations struggle to keep their doors open. Other congregations seem to just blossom and get huge only to disintegrate in conflict. And there's people that are concluding, so then what's the use of joining a church and they number themselves among the N-O-E-N-O-N-E-S, the nuns, not the N-U-N, the N-O-N-E-S. They affiliate themselves with none of the churches. The sins of our time find their way into the church. And the Lord's message to Zechariah is the same for us. Wickedness must be taken away and faithfulness restored. And when sin is taken away, what happens? The Holy Spirit comes and fills people's lives and dwells among his people. If there is anything that you or I am doing to drive God's Spirit from us, we need to take that sin and hang it on the cross. It is he who takes away the sin of the world. If we find ourselves by building a monument to ourselves, then we need to stop. If we find ourselves neglecting to raise godly children, godly offspring, then we need to repent. We need to change our ways. When fall comes, we should have over 100 kids in Sunday school. For VBS, we should have had more than enough teachers and kids busting out from the walls. I'm not asking you to be teachers or to be missionaries or even to have more children. But as your pastor, 
I am asking you to examine your heart first. What sin stands in the way of God's Spirit? Then don't run. Well, if you're going to run to any place, run to the Lord and stand in His forgiveness. Because with the Lord there is His enduring grace. And then when we stand in God's forgiveness, His Spirit continues to come to change lives and congregations and whole church bodies. Because look at the cross. Jesus died for any, every one of our sins. Look in the tomb. Our sin could not hold Him there. He is risen. Look in the heavens. He has ascended already. God the Father has accepted His sacrifice as the first fruits from the dead. We are in the season of Pentecost. He sends His Spirit through the proclamation of the Word and the administration of the sacraments, if you want to put it in theological language. It is God's Spirit. It is through Jesus who is greater than the woman in the basket. Because He conquered sin. So that when a child, an enemy of God, is brought to that font, it is declared a part of God's family, God's own child. Through the absolution, the forgiveness of sins, families are reunited, and those who are single, once again brought into God's family, have a place to belong. And people are instructed and invited to come to the Lord's Supper and to be in this holy communion. Sinners declared saints. For the Lord is building and preserving His church. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You know, in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul writes, I therefore as a prisoner urge you to walk in the manner of work walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. You notice how he said that? You already have it. From the day you were baptized, you have the unity of the Spirit. You don't have to create it. All you have to do is believe it. And then he goes on to tell what this unity that we have is. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called, the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith. Listen to this. One baptism. Your first baptism is effective kind of like that $100 bill that lays in your drawer or in your wallet. Not effective till the day you take it out and use it, right? One God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. This unity of the Spirit this unity of the Spirit, we are to eagerly maintain in the bond of peace. Oh, you go, how do you do that? So easy to go ahead and when there's conflict, just brush it under the carpet, right? Don't talk about it, especially during the holidays, because you're just going to make it uncomfortable. 
until one day it ruptures its ugly head. Nah, God's got a better way. You hang it on the cross of Jesus, right? It is through the forgiveness of sins that we have peace with God. Second, it is through the forgiveness of sins we have peace with one another. If we can't forgive, we are breaking that oneness. If there is one who has lost their life in the land of Shinar, you know, tied up, building our own career, their own Tower of Babel, the first thing we are to remember is that Jesus died for them as well. It's so easy to criticize them, isn't it? No, but Jesus died for them. And that should create in our heart a yearning for them to turn to Jesus. And that will help us to look for ways to share with them the good news of Jesus Christ and so that they too are delivered from their land of Shinar. That is the Spirit working. So what about all that technology that you have in your wallet, your purse, or your pocket that you have sitting around your home that you have to work with at work that godless humanity has created, made for themselves? I like what Paul, how he continues. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. You see, no matter what people think, The things that we have in this world are to be our God's gift. Not for sin, but for, for fulfilling God's blessing and of multiplying and filling the earth. Not just with our own children, but with godly offspring. People who believe in Jesus. And you don't have to go ahead and get pregnant to have that happen. Sometimes it's talking with that grandchild or great-grandchild. Sometimes it's being a Sunday school teacher. It may even be participating and shepherding our strays. There's many ways that God gives spirit or gives the Spirit to give birth to the new life in Christ. For Jesus is the one who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is the one that enables the Holy Spirit to continue to come among us. And by him we are taken out of the land of Shinar to be the holy body of Christ. Amen. Now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.